Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Christopher Zar, and it's time for today's stretch for Thursday, November 4th, 2021. And I'm just checking in on you. How are you? How was your week? I hope it was splendid. I hope it was kind to you because boy, boy, was mine just an absolute slog. Yeah, I, I mean... I suppose I shouldn't complain because we still have daylight <laughs> and I got friends out in like Sweden who are uh, pretty much in the dark all day. So, you know, I'll appreciate that. Also, it's not wet or muddy or snowy or even cold enough to wear your preferred Patagucci where I live. <laughs> so... Again, I suppose that uh, I should be grateful. That being said, I am just having the administrative hammer dropped on me. And this is what comes, I suppose, with working at an academic institution. Now, I'm not going to (laughs) complain. That's not what I come on this podcast to do. But let's uh, share a little insight with you here, shall we? So first, Chris, what are you getting in trouble for? Uh, I'm making the kids do homework. (laughs) Can you believe that? (laughs) University students doing homework? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a supervisor of mine telling me, you can't do that, Chris. And uh, it's like when I look at the university policy and the Cal State University policy, I'm actually supposed to be given more, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take the brunt of it. The other thing is, uh, Chris, you teach yoga, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. Why? Uh, what kind of homework could you possibly give? You doing like worksheets? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing worksheets. Um, You all know I'm a big proponent of that capital Y yoga. So you have the asana, pranayama, that being the breath work, meditation, and the culture, right? You want to have those four components in the education, in the, you know, process of learning what yoga is. So... I give students the option to, you know, if they want to just stick with the body stuff, they can do just the body stuff. They can do it with any of the teachers and any of the yoga courses that are at the rec center at the university. And also, uh, that comes with one exception, not the yoga sculpt. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because that's it's fairly agreed upon that that's like a pseudo form of yoga. Like you're doing a lot of workouts with like a couple of asana postures in between. So I just leave that one off the roster. But other than that, you can do any of those. And if you want something other than doing the asana part, if you want to do meditations, if you want to do breath work, then come do it with me. And here's where the naughty part comes in. I accept payments for the work that I do for them. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> it's not required. They don't have to do that with me. They have other options. But 
apparently it is not to my supervisor's taste that I'm accepting those payments. <laughs> and it's not like they're going to pay me for that work. They have a limited budget, of course. So in any case, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in a bit of a slog right now doing that and also doing your usual uh, workplace trainings, which I know they're intended well right? <laughs> you want to have the people in your workplace not harassing co-workers, not discriminating against co-workers, having a positive and professional environment. Of course. <laughs> but do I have to do this every year? <laughs> this is like year number five in a row where I've seen the same stuff and I'm just like, good Lord, son. Could you just, can I get like a credential <laughs> on this? Can I get a pass? I mean, for fuck's sake, I was the president of fraternity men against negative environments and rape situations. You think I might know a thing or two about not harassing my coworkers, but you know, you got bureaucracies, you got protocol and you want to have everybody in the same boat together. <sighs> so, you know, I did a. I did two separate trainings for two universities. I basically talked about the same thing and I'm at my wits end. <laughs> uh, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, that aside though, I did have a question come in uh, from somebody that's a part of the yoga club. And so we're going to drop into a little AMA Thursday. Hey, Chris. For AMA Thursday, I would like to ask what your favorite part slash aspect of yoga is. And also what about teaching yoga specifically? Uh, what is your favorite part slash aspect of that? Best. Thank you. And sincerely, thank you. Uh, that's kind of a cool question. I don't get that one uh, too often. Clearly, uh, my favorite thing is not the administrative bureaucratic work that I got to do. The, um, you know, speaking in email, <laughs> like, uh, suiting up and, uh, doing the, the office politics dance. That's not, not my favorite thing, but, um, in terms of teaching yoga specifically, my favorite part or aspect of that is, having something that I do, it's like a gift that I have, a service that I provide, be something that is adding value to another person's life, something that is improving that person's life. And I love the fact that there are several dimensions to that. Some of them related to physical health, some of them related to mental health, some of them related to just like spiritual peace for people that are in that lane. And, uh, and that's just hard to find. It's really hard to find in, in many professions. There's a lot of people who make money absolutely hating <laughs> what they do. And that's not, that's not me. Certainly not right now. Um, and I owe a lot of that to the fact that when I teach yoga, 
it helps improves people's lives it improves their day it improves those singular movements it, it gives them tools that they can take from that session and incorporate when they're off the mat and not practicing directly with me which is really rad uh, in terms of what is my favorite part slash aspect of yoga overall that's a damn good question that's a really damn good question because uh, there's there's quite a bit uh, first <laughs> uh, maybe this is uh, being seeded from a the training that I was doing um, but the diversity I mean that. I know it. <laughs> there's a little bit of silence there. <laughs> and it's palpable. I know you're not even listening to this in real time, but you're like, oh, really? White guy? Diversity? <laughs> uh, for the record, uh, I'm, I'm multiracial. Thanks. <laughs> also, for the record, not all white people are the same. <laughs> but that aside, um, yeah, the diversity of people that practice it, the diversity of approaches that are within it, the non-dogmatic, constantly improving introspective principles that are weaved within it. All that is so groovy to me. And like, I, I know you don't listen to each podcast every week, but uh, the I've said this before, the notion of self-actualization, I feel like in part comes with the community. Like if an individual self-actualizes, yeah, there's something to be said about their individual quest and also their thread with the community, their role that they're playing in this universe. If a person self-actualized, it's like, I feel like that individual is a person that's capable of bringing people together. People from different backgrounds, different ideologies, different beliefs. And when people come to, to practice yoga, it's a really nurturing place. A lot of acceptance in the community. And you can have somebody that is a type a high strung um, queen of their domain office worker and alongside them is their good pal <laughs> you know kyle the stockbroker <laughs> right you know ripped up ready to go <laughs> let's get after it right now type of guy and also you can have your hippie aunt <laughs> showing up with her crystals <laughs> that you know lining herself up with some essential oils to cleanse the aura <laughs> and you have you know the athletic individual that's somewhere in between people of different colors people of different income levels and they all come together in this melting pot without any sort of like contest or grievance which is so rare and hard to find in most situations it's like you get people who are that different and they're gonna squabble you know they're gonna debate they're gonna move into their own in groups and niches and form little cliques 
and perhaps at, at studios that I have not been to in communities that I haven't been a part of, that's the case. But for the yoga communities that I've been able to witness and for the studios that I have been to and the trainings that I've been a part of, the inclusion, diversity, and overall harmony amongst people of widely different demographics and backgrounds is special to see. So on a cultural note, there is certainly that. And I fucking love it. So that's what I got for your answer <laughs> in terms of one of my favorite things, one of my favorite aspects of yoga overall. And uh, in between the four pillars that I mentioned before, the asana, the pranayama, breath work, meditation, and the culture, the one that calls out to me the most is certainly the heady stuff, the headspace. Like the, the posture component, the physical component for me is like a mechanism to get into the right headspace. Yeah. Yeah. I treat certain parts of my body. Yeah. I do some stuff for strength development, for improving my balance, for a range of motion to heal certain ailments, aches, but mostly, mostly it's the headspace. So if you're into that tool, right on, we can be friends. <laughs> and if you're not into it, that's okay. You know, you don't, you don't have to be. And, uh, there's a, a little bit of overlap between what I found with teaching yoga and also doing comedy. Um, the overlap being for starters, both can bomb. <laughs> It is completely possible for you to show up, <laughs> for you to have your bits, for you to have your sequences, and when it comes to applying them, you just bomb. <laughs> and you just got to take it on the chin, you know? It's like, well, that one didn't really resonate with people. <laughs> Thankfully, in yoga, you can take some time for silence <laughs> and have it be okay. Um but besides the bombing aspect, there's also this co-creation thing that's going on between the person that is uh, doing the speaking, which is, you know, the comic or the yoga teacher, and also the crowd, the people, the students, the participants. And the co-creation of that is having a, a sense of humor. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Uh, having a, a lineup of, of expectations and also a mood that a person is individually in. And as a comic or as a yoga teacher, there's a little bit of reading the room that goes into it when you do it. And fortunately, you know, you are given creative space to ad lib, to adjust, to flow freely in the moment. And some of that stuff is where the magic happens. And I mean that. Like, there is a locked in feeling when the flow is going well, when me and the students or me and the crowd are just vibing on the same wavelength. 
and we could go in a direction that I hadn't even planned on going and have it be an absolute, what would you even call it? I was going to call it a murder. <laughs> that's, that's not the word. Uh, to have it be uh, something that hits home. And when that happens, there are a few things in this world that really bring more life to my heart and to my sense of purpose. You know, the good things that I'm doing in this world. Now, in comedy, what's cool is that you actually, uh, you have quite a bit more freedom (laughs) than even the uh, open-minded, free-thinking yogis out there. And why is that? That's because in yoga, it doesn't really seem like you're supposed to walk the line. (laughs) Like, it's not exactly like an echo chamber, but you're definitely not allowed to roast people in yoga. (laughs) You know, there's no, you're not allowed to really even like approach any lines in terms of like jokes that can be made or things that can be said just for the sake of the joke. (laughs) And that's okay, right? I get it. For some people, this is a really like sacred experience. And, uh, and you want to really just create a safe space for people, you know? (laughs) Uh, You know, when people are coming together for a comedy act, I suppose they know a little bit more of, of what they are in for. Uh, you show up to a yoga session and uh, I suppose you don't really expect that this person's going to have some things that might make a person laugh, <laughs> you know, or that might shock you. Um, and, and I heard something from a quote of Patrice O'Neill and, uh, or the late Patrice O'Neill, RIP. And he described comedy as if you're doing comedy, like actual comedy, 50% of the room should be shocked. <laughs> and 50% of the room should be laughing. <laughs> and if half the room isn't absolutely depraved at what you just said, then what you're doing might not be comedy. Now, that's not a direct quote, right? I think I added in our... I might have mangled like the order of the words but the essence of that is about the same and i love that like i love when i'm in the audience when a comic is able to say something that is a little bit taboo (laughs) let's say even if they're clowning on me right and if they can do it in a way that is intellectually brilliant and also in a way that has, you know, comedic taste doesn't even have to be to my taste, but has that artistic form to it. Then I personally, I give props. That's what I live for. Like, I hope that I have experiences with people that challenge my perspective, that challenge my self image and that, you know, (laughs) maybe checks me a little bit, right? You know, a little ego check. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) In yoga, though, yeah, that's a a no-no. You can't be checking people's egos. 
<laughs> they left them at the door with their shoes. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they fucking didn't. I see people staring at themselves in the mirror all the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, it's maybe they're just looking at their form. Sure. You know, or maybe they're just admiring themselves. Either is fine. Either is fine. But there's a lot more freedom that comes with comedy. And, and I really love that. And I like the way that, uh, that it intellectually challenges me, tests me. It makes me a better person. It improves the way that I interact with people on an ordinary basis. So as an aggregate, it's a win, win, win. And, um, and, and I couldn't be more thankful that a format like this exists and that there's a culture like this out there because the people who are fans in the comedy community, you all fucking rock. Like sincerely, you really do. It's like, this is one of those tides that just raises all ships. And in today's current climate, that is so hard to find. So hard to find. So if you're a fan of comedy, keep that shit up. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, and I look forward to performing on a stage near you. Now, uh, that's what I got for today's podcast. Yeah. It's a little bit short. Um, but I hope you have a wonderful week and, uh, also congrats to the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> I know I said I wasn't gonna be talking about baseball, but, uh, the fact that Atlanta did not blow a three, one lead is fantastic and really important for the city of Atlanta. So good for you. Love you all have a wonderful weekend and I'll be back here to check in on you again next Monday. Love you. Peace.